Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast, where our mission is to help hosts share their space and live their dream. This episode is sponsored by our free Airbnb Startup Essentials Checklist. Our comprehensive Airbnb Startup Essentials Checklist will take the guesswork out of what you'll need to finally get your Airbnb off the ground. You'll have the confidence to do that thing you've always wanted to do. Get started today sharing your space and living your dream by visiting our website, thanksforvisiting.me. And that's for F-O-R and signing up for your free Airbnb Startup Essentials Checklist. Again, this is free, so hurry up and get your copy today. Now on to the episode. You're listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. We believe hosting with heart is at the core of every successful short-term rental. With Annette's background in business operation and Sarah's extensive hospitality management and interior design experience, this dynamic duo has welcomed more than 2,000 guests from 25 countries, earning them over half a million dollars and garnering them over 650 five-star reviews. Now they're ready to share creative ways for your listing to stand out, to serve your guests, and be profitable. Each episode will have knowledgeable guests who bring value to the short-term rental industry, or Annette and Sarah will share stories about their own experiences so you can implement actionable improvements to your own rentals. Whether you're experienced, new, or nervous to start your own short-term rental, we promise you'll feel right at home. Here are your hosts, Annette and Sarah. Hello and welcome to another great episode of Thanks for Visiting. I am Sarah Karakayan, one of your co-hosts. And I am Annette Grant. And together we are Thanks Thanks for for Visiting. visiting. And we are pumped. We are going to be starting every episode from now on with something new and special called STR Share Sunday. And it's for you. It's for other hosts out there. We want to help get your space to uh, other listeners, followers. And our tagline here at Thanks for Visiting is share your space, live your dream. And so we want to share your space and help you live your dream. So today we're going to kick it off. Well, it might be weird. I want to explain that the reason why it's Sunday is because on Sundays on Instagram, we'll be sharing your photos of your listings if you use our hashtags in your posts. So use that hashtag. We will find it. We will share it on our Instagram feed on Sundays, but also each and every week here on the podcast. So this week, we are sharing Tiny Cabin by the Lake. That is our Instagram handle. Her name is Rennie. Hi, Rennie. She's awesome. She is an OG follower, Nestor's follower. Thanks for visiting, follower, listener. Uh, she may have even sent us a gift. Thank you uh, so much. Coffee. So good. Awesome. Yes. And okay, so Rennie, what she does special, how she shares her space and lives her dream in a special way, she has a really great Instagram account. I know a lot of you do, but the thing I love about Rennie is that she shows different areas of her property. So if I haven't arrived yet, when I get there, I feel like I've already kind of been there before. Mm -hmm. That makes Mm -hmm. sense. Absolutely. And she really takes hosting to the next level. She has this one property that's near and dear to her. And I feel like every guest that walks through her door is going to feel extremely welcome, whether it's their first time staying there or their fifth. She takes so much pride. I'm going through her photos on Instagram and one she has over the bed happy anniversary. So she's clearly curating the experience Mm -hmm. per guest, which is super fun. And I do know her whole family is involved. Her husband is her CFO. Mm -hmm. Her son helps her on the daily. So Rini, we just want to thank you for being a thanks for visiting listener and such a great super host. And if you are interested in learning more about her Airbnb, you can go to airbnb.com forward slash H 
forward slash tiny cabin by the lake. Yeah, let's give everybody some give everybody some love. Heart her on her account, like her on Instagram, and make sure to use the hashtag so we can highlight you also on one of our episodes. All right, let's get to the show, Annette. Yeah, well, this is a uh, solo episode. We do not have a guest because we are going to talk about something that we get a lot of questions about. Ugh. And honestly, Sarah and I still question it ourselves what, <laughs> what the definition is and what it is. And that's actually what gets us excited, fired up, and we want to share with you today. So drum roll. What is... I was like, what the heck is a co-host? Like people are like, wait, I'll be on Instagram, like in my stories doing things. And I'm like, oh, this is a property that I co-host. And people will message me and say, what do you mean? Like, what are you doing? Are Mm -hmm. you getting paid for this? Is this for fun? Like, and I'll always say, oh, my co-host is doing this. My co-host is like, what the heck's a co-host? So we are here to shed some light on it, but also hopefully get everybody excited about what a co-host can be. It's kind of a choose-your-own-adventure. And I want to say too, listeners, if you're a super experienced airbnb or host, whatever, you're like, oh, this episode is going to be too elementary or too beginner. I challenge you to hang on because Annette and I have been hosting now for years and years, and we still have things that we like discussing and talking about. This really is going to be a discussion that I hope gets your wheels turning and feel free to reach out to us on Instagram via email, hi at thanksforvisiting.me with your thoughts. But it really is whatever you want it to be. Annette looked it up on, <laughs> on in, the, in the dictionary. Well, on the, on the internet dictionary. Right. Like I don't, have, like a, a I don't have a dictionary. I don't have, you know, <laughs> Webster's laying around. No, but. correct. What did it say though? It said... It was like joint, a joint host. Yeah, that's it. That's it, you guys. Three words, a joint host. And we feel like that's exactly what it it is. Yeah, and I feel like it's open for interpretation. Mm-hmm. So I want you to realize, listeners, if you are interested in being a joint host, now we're going to do another episode talking about how you can become a co-host, like how you can get these jobs. That's, I feel like another conversation. Mm -hmm. But for this one, we're going to talk about what it means. And I just want you to know that if someone asks you to be a co-host, to not feel ashamed or embarrassed if you have to sit down with them and figure out what that means for the two of you Mm -hmm. or the three, however many are involved in the property. Because it can be a myriad of things. So let's talk, let's talk about how the definitions that we use, yeah. or I don't, I hate to say definition, but for us, I think a co-host in my world is anyone that helps me with my property and the guest experience. Mm-hmm. And so, really, beginning in the, when I started uh, having a co-host, the co-host Betsy, shout out there, she was predominantly just helping me with turnovers and had very, very limited, if any, interaction with guests. So she was on the app, but didn't really respond just so she could see uh, check-ins, check-outs, and kind of do her calendaring system uh, because I don't, I didn't use anything like properly. So we would just use that as a, a calendaring so system. So did she log, did Betsy log into your Airbnb account, Annette? No, I did. Um, I'd always had her on there as a co-host with me. Got it. Just in case she ever needed to respond. But really in the beginning, she did not respond at all. 
So she was just kind of there. And so if she was, you know, let's she like reviews, right? For your guys? Not guests? in the beginning. Ah, no, okay. it was a very like, actually, I think in the beginning too, I don't even think I created a co-hosting account. Like she was just turning over and I would tell her when I needed, you know, turnovers to that. And then I was like, wait a second. Why don't I at least give her access? That way she can become independent and see that. Know when there's cancellations, bookings, checkouts, check-ins. And then over time of me trying to figure out what that definition was, I was like, hey, would you mind leaving reviews? Because I was like, this doesn't make sense. Why am I leaving the reviews if she's the one seeing seeing the space space immediately after? So we kind of, in the beginning, we had, you know, an agreement that like, look, if everything's good when you when you go to do the turnover, I'll just assume that it's a good review. I kind of have standard reviews that I leave. And the only, you know, let me know if something isn't up to par and then we can discuss that and leave a re- the, an appropriate review. But if, you know, we kind of had standards, it's like, look, those are all five stars. I, I would just go in and do it. And then I'm like, wait a second, why am I doing this? Quite honestly, I was forgetting to do some of them. I wasn't doing them in a timely manner. And then I was like, wait, this doesn't make any sense asked her if she would feel comfortable doing that. And so listeners, that's the other thing too. Um, you know, Betsy is so awesome and but really didn't know what Airbnb was, didn't know what turnover was, didn't know what co-hosting was. So that part, you know, we kind of just eased into that relationship instead of throwing her all the way in. And again, this wasn't like a full-time thing for her. She was helping me out. So mm-hmm. then she started helping me with reviews. And honestly, still when there was a rough patch or like someone she would still chat with me about like, hey, what do we do here? Like this, this is how they left it. I want to make sure I leave something. We would still like chat about an appropriate review because we want to be kind to the guest and future other hosts. hosts. We want to be, make sure that we're on the up and up there. So with reviews and then basically it was like, I, you know, I do other things during the day. So I was like, do you, would you mind helping me start messaging with the guests too? So it was really just one of those things of layering on responsibilities. And I'll just, I know people probably have this question. The way that we uh, do payment was uh, hourly plus an additional for the messaging. So hmm. turnover where it was hourly and also like messaging is that help. I wasn't expecting her to do that without a financial reward. Did there. you like flat fee or what did you do? Yeah, we kind of just decided that how many hours a month do we think like the reviews and the messaging, we just kind of came to a nice agreement there mm-hmm. and had, you know, basically a handshake deal that we would add on those additional right. every month. And that was, and, and I'll, I'll let you know, um, listeners, we completely made that up. <laughs> I didn't, I, I normally... My, one of my nicknames is Internetty. I normally go to the internet to help me with everything. This was something that a relationship that we worked out together to figure out what would work best for us. There's a, a ton of different things you can you can do that, and you might be different. Like this was multiple property. This is multiple properties. It might have been different if it was one. Oh, another thing I forgot too. Also, she like had I both Amazon and Sands Club, so. Also, ordering supplies. I used to do all of that too. Then I was like, wait a second, this doesn't make sense. You know where are the supplies? There was a lot of like back and forth that didn't need to be there. So honestly, as our relationship goes, it was more empowering her, giving her the power to do that. So I had an Amazon Prime account. She could do that. I had a Sam's Club like joint account. We could do that stuff together. So that was another thing, another part of co-hosting. Again, if it was Sam's Club or Amazon, that type of stuff, there would be an additional pay 
for that. So I hope that helps everybody just describing that. But I will say it's got to be individual on how, you know, your relationship will be. You know, I actually, I co-hosted for someone that was just getting started uh, a while ago. And for like the first three months, I just got a small fraction of the bookings. But really, uh, there were turnover professionals that did everything. And he actually answered all the texts and all, I mean, all the messages. But I was there as like support. Mm -hmm. So you're like, wait, these people want to bring this many people or like, what should I do here? Should I change my pricing? So I was more of like a support person. Yeah. Yeah. Then I wasn't really doing, I never, I went to the property one time originally and helped with like the photos and things of that nature. But again, that was still considered a co-host. So that's, that's how I have done it. Uh, But I wonder, like, let's talk about your turnover professional, you actually co-hosting and what that looks like. The plot thickens with you too, because <laughs> you didn't own the properties. Right. So you I are essentially really... a co-host yeah. for the property owner. Right. right. And something I want to dive into deep is not deep, but I want to make sure listeners, you're can taking this into consideration if you're considering co-hosting for someone. So again, you are a joint host, meaning this is not your property. This is not something you own. This is something mm-hmm. you are helping someone else who owns the property with. But if you noticed Annette's list of responsibilities for her and Betsy, nothing included fixing the faucet if it was dripping. Nothing included mowing the lawn, right? That's property managing. Absolutely. And right now, state to state, that's a super gray area because at least in the state of Ohio, and I think this is, I don't know, I actually don't know, but at least in the state of Ohio, you have to have your real estate license to manage property, mostly because you exchange money from the tenant to the owner. It can be argued that we don't do that because Mm -hmm. if you're co-hosting for someone and if you're not arbitraging, which is the whole like you lease from someone and they know that you're Airbnb, which is, I guess, another conversation. Absolutely. But the way I I have some rules with my short-term rental managing business, the owner of the home must have their own account. Mm -hmm. And I am a co-host on the account. That way, when guests book, the money is going into my owner's bank account first. I am not handling their money of the bookings, right? Mm -hmm. I also come up with a win-win percentage for when I'm working, when I'm co-hosting for other people, when I don't own the property. Is that what you did with your owner? Did you get a percentage or did you guys have a different agreement? We had a very different agreement because I was actually the host on the account. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not... You opened the account. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I do want to interject and just read another co-host definition. This is the one, if you were to Google, what is a co-host on Airbnb? Co-hosts help listing owners take care of their home and guests. That, so broad. Again, <laughs> that shows that just like the Webster's Dictionary definition, it's still very, very broad. Well, even in our conversation right now, like you did things so... You came to a different end when you figured out your business relationship then I've come up with on my end and yours worked out great mm-hmm. and mine's working out great. Yeah, no, it's, that's I think what we want to share with everybody is like, there isn't this formula. You know, no. And so let's, let's dig in Sarah to exactly how you co-host yeah. right now. And we'll just take uh, a couple of examples of your day to day and that like starting that relationship, you meet the person they're interested of yes. because of 
becoming a host yes. on Airbnb. And then where do you come in and how does that, what are the next steps there? I want our listeners to realize that these homeowners are interviewing me just as much as I am interviewing them. Mm-hmm. I am a big fan of having a brand for myself and I will not just take any property into my portfolio mm-hmm. because on Airbnb, you can see all the properties that you manage, even if you are not the primary host on those properties, meaning because I have a different rule than Annette had for her co-hosting agreement, I make my owners have their own account. The reason I do that, I feel I'm helping them build an asset. It's actually an extra benefit mm-hmm. for them. Let's say I move out of town or I decide I don't want to do this anymore, or they don't like my hosting style, like anything can happen. Well, now you have all those reviews, all those five stars, that super host status that I helped build for you. And you still have that account and you can do whatever you want with it. I think that's an added bonus for the way I like to work, but also it holds them slightly accountable to help me because I don't own the property. I can't make some big decisions. Right. So for example, one of the properties I host, I co-host on, I should say, a cement truck took down the Wi-Fi cable. Right. And guests were, of course, going to be checking in. I think this happened on a Thursday. And guests were going to be checking in for the weekend. And I was internally freaking out a little bit because mm-hmm. we all know Wi-Fi is near and dear to all Gotta of our parts. Gotta have that Wi-Fi on the weekend. Now, if their account wasn't under their name, would they have felt the same amount of urgency to get that Wi-Fi fixed to mm-hmm. save the potential negative feedback than if it was all mine, they had nothing to do with it, I want to know nothing about this? I don't know. Like I like they have some skin them. in the game. They have some skin in the game. And also, this is something, and I don't know where this would fall, I think for liability purposes, mm-hmm. if something were to, you know, happen on the property, I think you do want to have the owner's name mm-hmm. associated with the account. Mm-hmm. That's just that was that's something that I can say like I would offer to everybody, um, even though I didn't <laughs> do it like that. But look, you know, that's kind of like in hindsight, that's definitely what I would offer up to people if they are wanting to do some co-hosting. Uh, that's where it's interesting for me for like retail arbitrage. If they're signing leases and something were to happen, like the business, you know, the owner of the property, well, that's like, yeah, that's you know, you got to check your own laws and, you know, we're trying to very much figure it out here. I've talked to a few lawyers about what I'm doing and whether or not it's legal for me to be doing what I'm doing. And everyone has a, this great answer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it'd be more legal if I signed a lease with the permission to sublease or co-host. Right. Or if oh, man. me managing someone else's property that they own mm-hmm. is not legal yet because I'm not yet a real a licensed real estate agent, although I am working on my licensure currently. Just because for me, I'd rather just do more than I might need to do. I don't want it to be like the state of Ohio versus Sarah at any point in my life. <laughs> I don't think so. But anyway, that's kind of my basis. So like when I meet a host or, or someone who owns a property, I tell them I will only do this mm-hmm. if you have some skin in the game. And Sarah, you hire turnover professionals. You do not do any of the turnovers. No. Okay. And then who is paying? So through co-hosting, are you have a percentage that your your Correct. fee is percentage based monthly? Correct. Yes, and I have some things to say about that for our listeners. Okay, give it to us. Well, I wish there was just one fee for all properties that would be fair. I'm learning mm-hmm. that while there is a base fee that you could stick to, let's say it's twenty percent, mm-hmm. 
when you when you go to work with someone, really take into consideration how much that property is going to gross. If it's a property where you're only co-hosting on the weekends, or it's a property where your owners are going to be coming and staying at frequently, mm-hmm. you will be managing it less often during that month. So although you'll be working on it less, I guess, you still have to keep all that managing in your head of when the ho- the owners are coming and when they're mm-hmm. going. And you know what I mean? Like there's still a lot of like... Well, you're still on every you're day. You're still on every day. No, absolutely. So you, you might you could be getting reservation requests for... Correct. Months, you know... Ahead of time. Out. Yeah, exactly. So, so you might want to charge more for those properties. Your advice there, I think, is what I'm taking away is you want to be really careful not to lowball yourself because you could be co-hosting and let's say a property makes $1,000 a month and you're making 200 bucks over 30 days being on, what does that break down to? I think one thing that we wanted to let, let our listeners know during this show is if you are going to co-host for anyone at any point in time, we highly, highly recommend doing a trial time period. Like you said, 30, 60, 90 days, just like any other hiring process in in corporate America. Right. And make sure it's a really multiple things. It's a relationship fit for you. It's a financial fit for you and do an analysis. It's, I know it's really hard, but kind of write down how much time you're spending on the property or each property to feel like, you know, you want to make sure that you're being financially rewarded for all of the work that you're putting in. And also, I know, you know, Sarah and I <laughs> have really high standards when we're helping people host. So that's the other thing too. You want to make sure that this relationship with your other host is on brand. Yeah, right you're now. you're in alignment there because that's then you're not having any fun either. And you don't want to, you don't want that to happen because you want to make sure your guest is getting the experience that you want them, you want them to have. So I've got an example, you know, I've had people call me and say, hey, will you come take a look at my property? I'm interested in having you co-host. And I say, sure. And I go to the property and number one, I drive around the neighborhood. And I realize that, you know, I don't know much about this neighborhood. So if I don't, as a local, know much about this neighborhood, certainly travelers aren't going to either. So now I have to take a look at the other houses around. Okay, there's a boarded up house. There's a house that was recently flipped. Like, and if I wasn't local, well, I don't know what's going on this year. I don't get like a real uh-huh. strong... Okay, so already my, my senses are up. And then I go into the home and it's been quote unquote recently renovated, but it's not a good job. You mm-hmm. know, like the finishes aren't there. The handles were screwed on crooked. Uh, and also the person who brought me in is very much wanting to know how much I would charge. How much will I make? Like, like the And I know money is important to everybody, but I got this sense of like, they didn't really care how I hosted. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to make a lot of they money. They wanted the revenue. They wanted the revenue. And mm-hmm. that's not also not my jam. Right. Like we create a guest experience. And because we knock it out of the park each and every month, we make great money. Do you know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. experience comes first and the money just naturally follows. Are you, are you getting paid out weekly, monthly, quarterly? I guess it, so to wrap up that story... I knew that even though it was a decent house and a decent location with decent finishes, for me, that's not my brand. Mm-hmm. And I knew that there are other hosts who would love the opportunity to learn how to host on a property like that. And I wish them luck. And you know, all those times you hear those stories of people who are like, you know, I don't know, Gary V or the Shark Tank. They're like, I passed up on that opportunity. I can't believe I did that. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I'm well aware that I'm, I'm sure there are times I make those decisions that could have been really great for me, but all you have is your gut and your mm-hmm. and your and your head. So 
anyway, um, so yes, let's say I do have my properties that I help co-host. There's always another account. My owners have the account. I'm the co-host on it. At the end of every month, I bill them for the percentage that we've agreed upon for their property, which now for me is different. It's on a case-by-case basis. And I also charge them for the cleaning. Okay. I pay the cleaners first, and then I bill my clients for the cleaning and the laundry. So at the end of the month, they get one invoice and it's broken down on my management fee. Oh, that makes it really easy for the them. Cleaning the cleaning fee. Okay. And then here's another cool layer. Most of my owners have a credit card or debit card or both attached to that property. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, they, they create essentially a business for that property that I now have access to so I can buy sheets and towels and all that kind of stuff. And I don't have to rebuild them for those things. I can use their credit card on Amazon mm-hmm. or what have you. And they and I just save the receipt. I put it in a Google Drive and then they have access to that Google Drive account every month so they can keep track of their receipts. Right. I, I do recommend if you are co-hosting for someone to get basically a, a dollar amount that they are fine that you spend without getting permission, permission. from them. Mm-hmm. Because you are going to have stuff like, oh, snap, I need to get... Well, consumables. New, yeah, like... like everything's out the same day or someone ruined all the towels. They put bleach on it. I've got to get all new towels. You know, things like that that you're not having to go back and forth. I was just like, what is that amount that I'm like discretionary funds that I'm allowed to spend? And, you know, you're not concerned. And then I would also set one. It's like, hey, we need to have a text or something in writing that you were approved to spend that on the expense account. But I think Sarah does an excellent job of nailing that stuff down in the beginning. But like she said, uh, we won't get too deep into it, but she has, there's different, you know, percentages depending on the property. But I think for anybody out there interested in getting into co-hosting, you can be aggressive with it in talking to people about it. I'm sure there's a ton of people that are looking for someone to help in some capacity. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be this predetermined notion of what it means to co-host. Mm-hmm. It can be whatever you want it to be. And co-hosting truly can just be turning over the space. Yeah, or it can be like, you know, a net... net you didn't turn over the space, right? Like no. at first you did, I think yes. you did. And at first I did too for yes. my properties. Mm-hmm. But then you had someone help you do those things. Absolutely. For instance, uh, an episode that we had with Flip and Wendy and her sister is her co-host. And her sister, she... Flip and Wendy hosts in Cincinnati and Phoenix. But her sister co-hosts for her from in Chicago. Chicago. So clearly, her co-hosting duties is strictly corresponding with guests. Mm-hmm. So that that I mean, we should see if we can get her sister on the show I just know. to talk about what co-hosting is to her. But I think at the end of the day, even though it might sound a little overwhelming of like creating what the relationship is, it should be really exciting because. You could create these relationships and maybe a co-host is just helping someone get their Airbnb off the ground like the first 90 days. Right. And then they take care of everything. So that might be a flat rate fee of some sort that for you co-hosting. But I think it's it's what you want to frame it up to be. And, you know, it could just be connecting, going to people and getting their places on Airbnb. Well, it's like anything else in business. You should do what you're good at and mm-hmm. you should outsource what you're not good at. And so for me, I would like to scale my... I want to scale my co-hosting business, but I also want to get really 
curated with my experiencing. So if I'm in there turning over all the properties, how can I sit there and then curate an experience for guests in all 12 properties? Like mm-hmm. I can't no. and go shopping for things. So while I'm actually pretty good at turning things over mm-hmm. and I actually love the cleaning process, I've had to outsource that and have my team who's really freaking good at doing that, do that so that I can do my thing. But your goals might be different, listener. Like maybe you just need a co-host during the week because you work, you know, 8 a.m. until 7 p.m. and you got guests at checking it out. But the weekends, you totally got it. Mm-hmm. Like it's whatever you need it to be. I think uh, just something that popped in my head, a co-host could even be if you're the one checking on supply levels yeah. and replenish, doing replenishing. I know that that is something that's huge for people. Yes. Hey, a co-host, a co-host could be somebody that, hey, I'll go in and like just update your listing every day yeah. <laughs> to make sure that it's fresh and new. And hey, I'll do that for you X amount of dollars a month. Yeah. Little things like that create, you know, a better better copy for you in your listing and make sure that everything's up to date. Like that could be even co-hosting. I want to talk about Annette. So Annette and I recently had our third meetup. It was Q3 meetup. And I had at least five people come up to me and say, hey, I'm co-hosting. I would love more co-hosting opportunities. How do I do that? And so we talk about different strategies. And I think Annette and I are going to be doing another episode strictly on how to become a host, like how to now get that job. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that I just want you to value yourself, I guess, is the moral of my long-winded sentence. Like they were doing it for so little. And I think it's because of course the owner wants as much money in their pocket as possible. It's their property. And I get that. Mm-hmm. But you are on call all the time. Right. I will say that's probably something if your host that you're co-hosting for has never hosted on Airbnb before, they probably do not understand the time commitment that it is and, and how important it is to correspond with people um, all hours. So don't again, like Sarah said, don't discount yourself on that. Really get an understanding of what that correspondence is going to be. You don't want to be three months in having that feeling of, you know, three in the morning, I guess, is checking in and there's something going on with the smart lock. And so you got to be there. And in the back of your head, you're like, I'm doing this for $100 a month. This is not (laughs) worth it. You know, like you really don't. You want to be excited about what you're doing. Now, that being said, that and that's why it gets me upset when the focus of hosting is so monetary. Mm Mm-hmm. The money is going to come. Like it's a good industry to be in, and there's no question in that. But I think what it's lacking is the understanding that people are paying money to stay in your property and they expect a certain level of customer service. So if they've got a question about check in, when they're checking in, someone's got to be there to answer those questions. I think you just kind of gave us our definition of co hosting. Co hosting is anyone that helps you make the guest experience better. Yeah. That's where like you have to have a team to help you. That's what I think co-hosting is, is finding where you have a need to help your guest. And maybe that's the turnover, maybe that's correspondence, but I think that's what co-hosting really is, is, you know, creating a team so you have a true guest experience. And so let's say you're a listener and you are listening to this episode because you know that you can't handle it on your own. You need a co-host. You don't want to be the co You You need one. And I just want you to really look long and hard at your numbers and pay someone enough so that they are excited mm-hmm. to, to, to... They're not even coming to work because literally work is all the time, you know, especially if they're interacting with the guests uh, on the app. 
guests can message in the middle of a Sunday, in the middle of a Friday night at your dinner. Mm -hmm. There are techniques and technology to help you circumvent that or to help you lessen that. Um, And actually, Annette, this is a really good plug for our course that needs to come (laughs) out soon, but um, have a hosting handbook of some sort so that if you are going away for a weekend, I have um, almost like an assistant manager. So when Nick and I travel, I can hand over my hosting handbook to her and I can unplug because it's important to unplug. Mm-hmm. You can't be on all the time. Uh, yeah. And that, and that is maybe going through a little bit of the well, that's, well, that's rest why, and relaxation right now. Well, that's why I brought a co-host on originally is I needed to go on vacation and I hadn't gone on a vacation. And I was like, oh no, how do I leave? I yeah. can't leave. Like I don't have anybody else helping me. So it came out of like Necessity. a desperate time. <laughs> yeah. and so maybe think about that listeners, before you get to that desperate time, like create a handbook of like everything. Mm-hmm. Annette and I are creating something to help you do that. But until then, just document everything that you do so that you can go on vacation. Now I have hosted from Hawaii before, but I had a handyman in place. Mm-hmm. I knew that I could call him any time of the day or night. My turnover pros knew that I was going to be out of town. And I said to them, Hey, if I need you to like go get a uh, you know, a fan and take it to a guest or sheets, take it to a guest, which doesn't happen often because we kind of put things in place that doesn't happen. But I knew that they could do those little things for me. But I was still on the app in Hawaii on my vacation. Mm-hmm. That was my choice. Right. But now I'm choosing to live life a little bit differently. But I just want listeners to know, you, you know, that you can do it or you cannot do it. And here are the things you need to do to make the decision work for you. Absolutely. Reach out to us. Let us know if you have questions about co-hosting or you have some ideas about co-hosting. Maybe we didn't, you know, go over today. Or if, you know what? If you're someone that does co-hosting completely different uh, than what let we us talk, know. yeah, let us know. We'd love to have you like on the show. If you have a super successful co-hosting business that something that we didn't you're touch like, on. Sarah, you guys are doing it yeah, all we're do- wrong. Please let us know. <laughs> we're, we would love to, to hear any of those stories, suggestions. Hi at thanksforvisiting.me. Email us and we would love to hear those suggestions. But we'll have another episode about uh, how, how to get this job because some yeah. people want the job of co-hosting. Absolutely. So we, we'll have another episode about that. And one more plug since this is new to use the hashtag strsharesunday on Instagram. We are looking for your posts. We are going to share your posts on Sunday and we will feature you here on the podcast. So thank you for being a part of Thanks for Visiting. I am Sarah. She's a co-host. I'm a co-host. And we're co-hosts of the show. So anyways, I'm Annette Grant. And we are Thanks Thanks for for visiting. Visiting. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. Head on over to the show notes for this episode at thanksforvisiting.me. If you're looking to take your listing to the next level and show your guests how much you care, be sure to check out our line of thoughtful hosting products from hosting checklists to custom mugs to toilet paper stickers. We've got you covered. And if you love our show, remember, sharing is caring. Please hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Awesome reviews help us bring you awesome content. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to hanging out with you next week. Thanks for visiting.